Hi, I'm Michael Hartman. I'm Naomi Liu. And I'm Mike Rizzo. And this is OpsCast. A podcast for marketing ops pros. And RevOps pros. Created by the MoPros, the number one community for marketing operations professionals. Tune in to each episode as we chat with real professionals to help elevate you in your marketing operations career. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of OpsCast brought to you by the MoPros, the community powered by marketingops.com in this year of the MoPro. So, yes, we are going to be doing a special episode here with just the three amigos, Mike Rizzo, Nami Lou, and me, Michael Hartman, talking about the new marketingops.com site and how that's tied into the MoPros community and everything else. So, Mike, Tell us about it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we rapped about it yesterday. <laughs> so, and you did a nice. nice little jig on that rap video. The music is that video. what it is? A jig? It was a jig. Yeah. Okay. So I had to, I have to, so I played that um, on my computer. I was sitting at the dining room table because that's now with all the kids home. That's where my desk is. Oh, yeah. And uh, my oldest was like, he didn't see it, but he's like, is that like, did you have any involvement with that? <laughs> and I don't think it meant, I don't think he meant it as a compliment. <laughs> uh, it was, was so like, much yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun. So, Seems to be yeah, well. So for our listeners, if you haven't already seen it, there is a great little rap video. What, what was the the guy's name? Ding Ding Zhang? Zhang. Yeah. Yeah. Ding Who, like the uh, doorbell. That's what he likes to say to people when he introduces himself. Ding, ding like the doorbell. I mean, as long as he says it. Yeah. I would not. I would not say that unless he actually told me that. That's how he. <laughs> he literally introduced himself that way to me. <laughs> All right. So we we know you know we've got a marketing ops wrap now as part of the launch. Yeah, but that's pretty much it, right? Like that's all marketingops.com is about. It's just creating music videos these days. Music videos. <laughs> no, I, the, could uh... do, I could do that. <laughs> No, I, I'm super excited about the launch. Uh, it's been a long time coming, like for level setting, storytelling, context, um, whatever you want to call it. I had, I was fortunate enough to um, acquire that do- domain a year ago, literally a year ago. Um, I, we were at our summer camp event last year. <laughs> And I had finalized the transaction. It took everything in my willpower to not like share with the room that like we had this really cool opportunity to like go create like the home for all of this stuff that we're talking about right here in this room or on Slack or on the podcast. And, uh, and you know, it'll live on marketingops.com. Like that just sounds so fun. Um, and so I didn't tell anybody then. And, you know, fast forward, it's been a year and, it's been a long slog and I apologize for any of the hiccups in the migration that some of you may have experienced, but it was relatively smooth. And yeah, it, it, it's, I'm referring to it, or I should say we're all sort of referring to it as the community led platform for marketing operations professionals. Um, really at the end of the day, it's, it's a lift and shift from the content that we were creating on the MoPros website. And then, um, adding in more layers of educational material. Um, and I think most importantly is the uh, user profile that we're focused in on. Um, so you can go to marketingops.com now and create effectively a LinkedIn style uh, professional profile uh, that speaks to your talents and your skills in a way that, you know, frankly, LinkedIn doesn't do a very good job of. Um, you know, you can list your marketing ops, MarTech certifications. You can dive in a little bit more deeply on telling us, 
you know, what types of other skills do you have and how many years of experience do you have in those skills? So think, you know, maybe you're really well versed at uh, Python or data and analytics or something like that. And you can slide your years of experience and your excellence, like, like the degree with which you feel confident enough to say you're an advanced or an expert or a beginner, you can tell us all of that stuff. Uh, and then hopefully as you decide to become more involved in the community and you decide to maybe invest in uh, creating content for, for the community, uh, maybe you're publishing some thought leadership on our blog or you become an ambassador or you become a host of a workshop, um, we're going to pull all of that stuff through. I mean, gosh, if you're a guest on this podcast, we're going to tag you to that episode put it onto our website and that's going to pull right through to your website or to your profile specifically. And, you know, you see that on LinkedIn, right? People can write articles and you can see some of those things. But um, the way I like to think of it is that the next time you go to apply for a role at marketing ops, I think it would be really nice uh, and a win. I think we really hit the mark. If someone sends someone their marketingops.com professional profile and it shows, you know, the way that they write, the way that they speak, the way like, so they're on a podcast, right? The way that they teach, maybe they hosted a workshop or they, they, they became a professor with our professor's program and they can see all of the certifications and skills that they've acquired over the years in a way that just, you know, I, I think was missing for, for a lot of us and the community helped sort of shape what that might look like. Um, so that's really like the essence of what's behind it <laughs> is like, how do we, uh, create an environment to elevate uh, all of the marketing ops professionals out there and then give them the ability to go showcase those skills in a very unique way. I don't think all that comes through on the website's homepage, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, I have like a couple of things. So for, the, for those who don't know, I'm just coming back from literally being off the grid. I was like, not, I was actually not online when all this went live recording about a week later from when it launched. But, um, I don't think I realized that. I mean, I knew there was the profile thing, but I didn't realize you had that vision for it. So I think, okay, so I need to go add to my to-do list to, to go make sure my profile is up there. So yeah, I, to use I, it. you know, frankly, I'm glad to hear you say that, Michael, because uh, I was talking with some of the other community members and, and some of the folks on the leadership side and, you know, who've been helping kind of build all this stuff with me. Um, and I said, gosh, I feel like I need to do like a, a, I don't know, like a LinkedIn live or something where I go through like what a profile really could look like um, so that people understand like this is not just a, you know, quote unquote, like business that we're just like trying like, no, like this is meant to like give everybody a chance to like learn, absorb, join a community and have a real cool professional profile. Like that's what it's for. Um, but, you know, like maybe one day the homepage will just look more like a social media page. <laughs> Um, and you'll log right into the directory instead. But for right now, where do you see this in like, if you were to talk to yourself six months from now, or even a year from now, like this time next year, and you were to say, this is where I envision the site being and, and the use cases and things like that. I'm curious what your, your vision for that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, so we haven't launched, we've teased at launching the educational uh, courses that are practitioner led, right? So we've engaged almost 30 community members who are um, each working on their own course material. So I envision by, you know, this year alone, we will release a number of courses that uh, those professors themselves created. 
Um, and then by this time next year, we'll have, you know, hopefully a, a nice offering of educational material. Um, some of that material will be made free, um, depending on how it's subsidized by any partners. Doesn't mean that your data is going to be sent across to some partner, but we're trying to make some of the stuff accessible because we need more entrance into the market. Um, but the, the call out there is that, um, with the professor program launching, um, I'm hoping that we will by this time next year, really have the foundation of that certification that we all keep talking about. Um, so think of it a little bit like a collegiate program where you can um, maybe earn some credits. And so there's hopefully going to be a number of courses that are available, either free or paid, um, that you can go take as credits towards um, really showcasing that you know what it takes to do marketing ops. Um, and it really has a backing and it's community led again, like it's backed by real everyday practitioners teaching real topics. Um, and eventually we'll, we'll be making strides towards launching that certification program. Um, I would like to see that come to fruition in the next year. I'd say the other part that's really kind of interesting is, um, we talk a little bit about it. It's like, it's tucked away in a line item of like what I would refer to as the membership pricing page, right? Like quote unquote, as I do air quotes, um, there's one line that says like something like, um, paid consulting opportunities. Um, just for anyone that listens to this episode, what that really means is that taking that data that you've provided about yourself as an expert we can anonymize that information. And if you opt into the program, right, you have to opt in. Um, we can present you as an expert in topics and people may want to ask you about, you know, your experience as they go to build new tools, new technology, or, or maybe just purely, how do I, how do I scale Marketo? <laughs> right. Um, we want to present you as experts to those folks that are looking for, for, for all of you <laughs> and give you an opportunity to um, maybe earn a little bit of income from that exchange. I mean, I just had an amazing idea, like real time, ask an expert live chat. <laughs> Where you just, I have a question, right? Like, Wouldn't oh that my be goodness, cool? how do I do this? I literally was thinking about this today and I had a Salesforce question that I needed some help with. And I was like, man, like, my Salesforce person is on vacation. I don't like, who do I talk to? It's just, you know, so ask an expert type series. I feel like that would be pretty cool. Ooh, you buy that credits and you just so like, cool. you know, right. The credits thing is super <laughs> interesting to me. Like I, I went down this uh, with an advisor of mine. I sort of went down this rabbit hole. Like I'm not going to go down all of the, you know, is web three a thing or tokens and all that stuff. Like th that's not the kind of system that I want to try to architect necessarily, nor do I want to get into a debate about whether that's a good platform. But I do like the concept of what sort of Reddit has done with like the way that they do tokening. Right. Um, so maybe like as a part of being a member, you have the ability to like reward other members for their time. Right. And so I, I want to find a way the inherent problem <laughs> with like the reward systems that we're used to like hotel points or credit cards or whatever, is that it, it serves the business. Right. And so like, for those of you that know me well enough, like I'm, I have a problem with serving the quote unquote business that we're in. <laughs> uh, I would much rather create an environment where you get to trade between each other, uh, these tokens, right. And it, it serves less of the business and more of the people. 
and so if there's a way where we can architect a program that says like, hey, I've, I've sort of gotten a certain number of tokens or credits or whatever, and I really need some of Naomi's time, um, Naomi in exchange gets your tokens and she can then go use those for something else too. You know, maybe she uses them to buy a course. And so eventually it helps the business, but like, basically it's an exchange system between the community to reward behavior for, you know, being a good community member. <laughs> so anyway, I, sorry, tangent there, but I think, I think the idea of asking an expert and this whole concept of like, how do you create value and reward good, ex, good exchange between the community is something that's super top of mind for me. Hey everyone, it's Mike Rizzo here, and I'm interrupting your episode to bring you a brief message about, you might have guessed it, Mopsapalooza 2024, our second annual conference held in the vibrant city of Anaheim, California. We're hosting this hybrid event from the 5th of November through the 8th, and we would love for you to join us in person in Anaheim. But if you can't, please join us via live stream, courtesy of our sponsor, Excelivets. We're excited to offer an opportunity for professionals just like you to connect, learn, and grow among the best in the industry. Our event promises to be a highlight of the year, offering invaluable professional development experiences, live workshops, and of course, networking with your peers. Don't miss out on this incredible gathering right next to Disneyland in Southern California. Tickets are going fast. We will cap registration at 700 attendees. Secure your pass by visiting marketingops.com today. And we're looking forward to welcoming you to what is guaranteed to be an unforgettable event. It might just be the best event you've ever attended. But don't take my word for it. You can ask the community at any time. We'll see you there. Yeah, it's kind of like... um uh, office hours, right? You know, yeah. back in back in school, and you go to your TA or your prof, and you're like, "I need, I need help on some so and something, something." And you know, when they're online, and it's just rotating a uh, list of or a schedule of experts that can log in anytime. You can chat with them. I just, I just think that would be such a. Sometimes you just need a quick, not even just asking a question, but it's like a sanity check. Hey, like, mm-hmm. does this make sense? Is, is there are there any gotchas? Is there something that I'm totally missing here? You know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's so funny. So back in the day, this is probably five years ago, maybe more. I, I, I have a hard time remembering, but, um, when I was learning marketing ops and I was, uh, I was getting involved with what I would refer to now as sort of like the product led stuff, right. Thinking about how to take product level data and, and trigger marketing automation stuff. Um, I was learning how to code and I struggled with that a lot. Right. I was like, how do I teach myself Ruby on Rails? Because that at the time was what Maven Lake was built on. Um, and I, they still are, I'm sure. Um, and so I started learning code and I was pair programming with some folks. And I was just like, you know what? Like these poor people are just giving me their time. Like my engineers are just giving me their time. They're so sweet. That's so nice of them to help me out. But like, wouldn't it be nice if there was just like, digital handshake that could be made where it's like, I really want to learn this thing and I need to source a learner. And anyway, I ended up like trying to go down that, that route for a little while. Like how do you create an environment where if I want Naomi's time, like <laughs> she can actually get like paid for that. Uh, and then it'll be like an Uber system, right? Where like you rate me as the learner. And if I just wanted you to do the work for me, you give me a really bad rating. Cause I'm not clearly, I'm not trying to actually learn. I just wanted you right. to do the job. <laughs> 
Um, trying to create, create a marketplace kind of. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, cool. Wouldn't that be so neat? And then I was like, I have no idea how to do that. So it's just like never went that way. <laughs> Everything I've ever heard about those kinds of businesses, it's really hard because typically you're, you know, most new businesses, you're developing a product for, a, you know, end consumer, whether it's a business or an individual. Um, in this case, right, when you're doing a marketplace, you need both sides to be able to, like, you need a, a core set of people to be a part of that to make the marketplace worthwhile for any of them to be there. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Marketplaces. Uh, I've, I, I've talked with many, uh, entrepreneur about that too. And, uh, it, and just, I, Hey, I read some blogs about it. Speaking of what we were talking about before the show started, but right. uh, I was like, wow, that seems really complicated. <laughs> so, you read so a blog, post. Po you read a blog post. <laughs> how, how, how 2015, right? Yeah, right. Right. Naomi. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, um, I, what we were talking about earlier before we, we started this recording is that the other day I had, um, uh, I was having snacks or adult beverages with a good friend of mine and, uh, she is a travel, uh, slash lifestyle influencer blogger. Um, but I would say one of the OG bloggers, um, she started probably like 10, 12 years ago when the word or, um, having a job as an influencer wasn't really a thing, right? It just, that it just didn't really, that vernacular just didn't really exist. And, you know, she's making a significant, she's making all of her income, significant amount of income um, through her blog, advertising how to get the best deals for flights, um, hotels, what you should look for, things around like how to plan an itinerary and where you should go, best places to visit and tons and tons of ad revenue and traffic through her site, but something that she had noticed over the past, and this started even before COVID had happened, I would say she saw it happening a couple years before COVID started, is that the decrease in um, blog traffic was actually significant. It started dropping significantly uh, quarter after quarter and year after year, but in on the reverse, her uh, social following on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, even Facebook, um, just started growing more. And it led to a really interesting discussion where she just felt like people are more interested in consuming small, quick bits of information all in one place, as opposed to reading about it on a blog while they're scrolling through ads and pop-ups and things like that. And I mean, I don't disagree no, right. Me either. I, I try to I, find a up. recipe for pie <laughs> yeah, that's and you're like reading four paragraphs of their family history. <laughs> we cook a lot. While you're trying I, to click but, on the ingredients list yeah. and you accidentally click on a pop-up. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's probably happened to me a couple of times already this week. Cause we've been, yeah. uh, we, we're always looking for new recipes, but you know, yeah, especially through COVID it's like, got to come up with new stuff. That's, it's interesting though. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, well, I think we, so we talked about this, right? Like I'm a big fan of, um, podcasts in general, right. As a listener, not just doing this, but it, I think there's something about, I think it's probably somewhat about how people learn. I don't know. I like, I see this with my, since I have kids who all are, you know, think of your kids being, you know, all coming out of the same parents, but they're different in the way they, they work. Like one, like mine are very much, especially one, right? Audible, audio, audio listener, like learners mm. can listen to something or watch a video and it's in there. And that's not me. For me, I, I actually don't retain as much. So it's, it's interesting that 
it's taking off. But I do think there's something about being able to start and stop. I mean, it's part of why I think people like, I don't read as many books as I would like to. And part of that is because by the time I'm able to do it, I have to sit down. I have to have kind of quiet because I have to, I can't concentrate with there's other stuff going on. And, and then I have to remember, okay, where was I again? Especially if it's like a complicated book. And then I have right. to go back and I start over and I fall asleep. And I just like, I'm the same way. I, uh, I think we've probably talked about this before, either offline or on a, on an episode, but, um, I always, I, I, I have made my mom growing up because she would get so in like into whatever it was that she was reading that she literally could just like magically not hear me anymore. I'd be like, mom, mom, <laughs> she, you know, just couldn't hear me. She but thought like, you were Stewie. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mom, 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 mommy. Uh, yeah. Naomi, and, no, those are, you can't see, you know, we're on, uh, Naomi's like nodding, but I don't think she really knows what that reference was. Did you know? Stu- it? Did you say Stewie? Yeah. I did. I'm assuming family guy. Yes, that yes. is right. Okay. You Give me a little it. bit more credit here. Seriously. You got it. You, you <laughs> earned in a world I of mean, tokens. I, you deserve tokens. Brian and the dog that always wants to kill the family and <laughs> Meg. I know it. I know it. I know. Yeah. So there, but there's a particular one that I've shown my kids multiple times where they're doing that. Mom, 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 mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so for me reading, I'm very much the same way. I, I don't retain from reading. Uh, like it's harder to, to get locked in. Right. Um, I do retain the stuff that I read. And my other problem is that once I finally get into a book, I get about halfway through the thing and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like if it's not like a, you know, um, an entertainment book, if it's like more of a business book, which is pretty much all I'm ever going to actually pick up. Um, I always go to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I just like put it down, which is horrible. But with a podcast or video content, I can pause it and I can come back and I can rewind and it's being like injected into my brain versus like the, I guess I'm lazy. I guess that's what it boils down to is that I'm lazy and I need people to like feed it into my brain. <laughs> but you know, in terms of, in terms of viewership change, Naomi, I, you know, I think going back to a little bit to what Michael just said, like, you know, it depends on how you learn. Um, it also depends on the, the, the industry a little bit, I think. Um, on a regular, very regular basis in the community, I get, I get pinged about, um, one of the blog posts on our blog that is, has broken images in it. And I, it, you know, shout out to Brad, Brad, if you are listening, I would love to get those images fixed, man. (laughs) These people love your blog post. Um, but they ask, you know, Hey, I've been trying to go through this content, but unfortunately these, you know, these images are broken or whatever. So you know, I know it's like only a couple people asking me about it, but they're, they're going to the blog, right? They're, they're checking it out. They're reading the how to's. Um, and I think this audience, at least from what I've experienced so far, a good chunk of the marketing operations professionals really enjoy the ability to go back and look at that documentation or that process. Um, and then, you know, maybe pull that into, to whatever it is that they need. But I think the same is also true for, you know, the reason why we created the no BS demo is exactly for the concept that like, I don't have time. So like to your friend's point, Naomi, where like so many, uh, and to sort of what you were saying, right? Like I would rather consume short form content on social 
than like go read an entire blog post. Like, yeah, I would much rather consume a short form, like no BS demo than sit through an hour and a half long discovery and multiple demos of this product. Right. So, you know, we are community led, like we're trying to create content that the community wants to consume, but they like, we sort of take the cues from what people are literally asking for. Um, you know, so for what it's worth, like, I'm not surprised that the blog has a decrease in traffic, but I'm also, um, you know, like expecting that certain industries will react a different way. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, it depends on why you're consuming the content, right? Like I think for most of us, it's relevant because we're probably, we're doing our jobs at a computer, at a desk. We're not running marketing ops teams from our phone or iPad. Right. Whereas like when we're probably relaxing after work and trying to do some trip planning or looking at recipes or like meals to make, you may be, you know, at a grocery store on your phone trying to scroll through something. Right. So it is very different in that sense. And I think the good thing about technology in this kind of medium is that you have the ability to flex based on data. Right. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. I, w- I will say, though, on the subject of recipes and, and all that, uh, one of the other popular communities out there that I'm in published a recipe that today that was cu- curated by the community. I was like, that's fascinating. <laughs> so I'm like, do we need to have like a recipe program or like, like a so recipe club? Make- I feel like that would be... When you, when you say curated, like multi- like it was like almost like a wiki kind of thing where people were like, hey, we want to do a recipe for... You know, I don't know. How some sort of some all. sort of dish. Yeah, I don't know how they pulled it all together, but it seems like they have like this new club now and and what was shared today was um some sort of some sort of recipe for so, some sort of meal. So, I just was fascinated and the, the community by that. kind of it was a community co- collaboration to come up with it. It seems that way. At least that's how oh. I, that's that was like the the quick, you know, two second scroll that I gave it when I was like, Oh, interesting. We should do the same, except it can only be from like the fifties or sixties and involve like jello and casserole <laughs> bowls. <laughs> that could be I remember those. versions of mayonnaise. I don't know. I like, I, so as long as I, real mayonnaise, miracle whip does not count as mayonnaise oh, just God. for the record. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm with you on that. Uh, but so I'm curious from, from your y'all's two, you know, perspective and anybody who listens to this, if you want to message me, feel free. Um, I tend to err as much as possible on the side of like, sorry, did you say message me for free? Oh, did I say that? (laughs) I I, I thought that that, no, but it's, it's funny because it's almost like the ask an expert thing. It's like, you can talk to me. (laughs) Not for free. I didn't mean to going forward. Um, (laughs) Subliminally, you're already yes, plotting those. Uh, maybe I am. That's yes. A, well, it's yeah. really Naomi's it's fault. Ga- it's his gateway drug. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Naomi's fault. For, for the next two weeks, you can message me for free. <laughs> yeah, it's Naomi's fault for planting that seed. It's not mine. Uh, anyway, so message me uh, in whatever, wherever. It doesn't matter. Just message me. But the question that I have for the two of you is like, I tend to err on the side of um, be like, be less noisy, <laughs> like ask fewer random questions, <laughs> uh, share fewer random things and like do less random stuff. But that means sometimes that I might not like, I'm sort of blocking myself from thinking about other community programs that might actually be kind of fun. So here we are talking about recipes. And I thought like, that was interesting. 
But I also wondered like how much of this many, almost 30,000 person group that I'm in, you know, that resonated with, was that noise or was that fun? Is that just because 1% needed that? Like, so I don't know, like, you know, are we too noisy? Does that start to push us in the direction of being too noisy, too clicky? Like, I, I don't know. How do you all feel about the level of activity at the community level in the communities that you're part of? And you could be hypercritical of our own. <laughs> yeah, I'll take uh, So it, my first thought was not like, are they noisy? My first thought was, you know, for, for your perspective, Mike, I think, if what you're worried about is how will I know when it's too noisy, I think you'll like the community will tell you well, very quickly. You, <laughs> yeah. They'll, so I don't think there's any risk of that. You just need to make sure you're listening for it and then being ready to try to sort of adjust. Um, I think that's one of the good things about these communities. Um, so I, you know, I joined several communities over the last few years and I probably say this all the time. Like I wish that they had been around 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, oh, where right. I was a different place in my career. But, um, there are several that I've like, I've had to really narrow it down because, uh, at least for me, you know, I'm, I'm easily distracted by the squirrel running by, you know? So when I start hearing these pop-up messages that, oh, there's a notification, I feel like, I feel guilty not reading through all these posts. Mm -hmm. So I've had to just like shut down certain ones and just not pay attention to them at all. So I, I'm no longer really active. And I suspect actually there's probably, you know, there's a number of communities that have come up over the last few years that are in, that would make sense for it from a professional standpoint for someone like me to be in. And I've just sort of made conscious decisions about which ones I continue to participate in and which I don't. Mm -hmm. And am I, do I feel like I might be missing out on stuff? Yeah, probably do it. Like, but I, I, I think I also have to be th thinking about the time I have available to spend on that versus other things. And that's really sort of the, the mental math I'm going through. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know that this community has got too, like, I don't feel like that's the case. Like I was gone for a week and it took me, yeah, I, a little bit of time over the course of the last few days to sort of get caught up on important things. I'm not completely caught up on everything, but I also have learned to like, oh, this channel, thinking about Slack, right? This channel, I don't really need to, I can go catch up on that in one fell swoop or mm -hmm. I'll just clear it out because I know that like going backwards and that doesn't make a lot of sense. So that's right. how I think about it. Yeah. And, and so like for me, when I say noisy, I, I mean like <clears throat> we, I'm trying to avoid that distraction, right? Like you've got work you need to get done. And so like creating um, messages that, that might not be that valuable um, on a frequency that's just a little too high um, means that there's a higher chance for that squirrel moment to happen. And I'm trying to reduce that, that level of squirrelness <laughs> um, for lack of a better uh, way to think about it. But, um, but at the same time, balancing like, this should be fun. Like we should have some fun stuff to do periodically too. And if that's a recipe club, like, cool, that's a recipe club. I just, you know, it's balancing the professional and camaraderie building opportunities um, that I'm trying to, trying to figure out. I don't know. Naomi, you look like you were going to say something about noise. You're muted. You're well, literally so, muted, so you won't say anything about noise. <laughs> well, while she's working out her technology there, um, you're nope. still you're still muted, Naomi. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> okay, so for those listening, you like we get this face, like we get to see this face and stuff. Um anyway, so um we're you know, one of the things I've noticed in at least one other community I'm in is that there is um they they tend to do some experiments for different ideas on how to make the community like connect people in the community in different ways. And some of them have worked and some of them haven't. And um I think I think the 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 thing I liked about seeing that is not only did they try stuff, which is great, I think but they also like um they just dropped um they dropped the program if it wasn't working. So yeah, you know, and that's that was kind of so that was like I, which I appreciate because I think not only do you know community as a if you think of it as a business, right? I think too many businesses have that fallacy of like the sunk cost, right? I've put so much money into doing this thing, and when it's obvious it's either not going to be you're not going to reach your goal or it's not being as successful or it's not that they're not willing to say, okay, I'm just going to stop, right? Yeah, I think that so I can appreciate that. Yeah, we just want to. We just want to avoid, you know, we want to make sure the experience is as valuable as it can be without being overly burdensome to the, to the professional throughout the day and, and all that stuff. Naomi, I think we're still failing to have success. Nope. Yeah. We just lost you. We're super sad about it. <laughs> Maybe Definitely you can restart. Sad about it. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so yeah, I, you know, hopefully that answered some, some questions about the way I was thinking about marketingops.com. Um, expect in the coming, you know, days or weeks, what have you for me to try to do a little bit of that run through. Um, maybe I'll do my own no BS demo. <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing at myself now. I sound like that would be one. good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think that's a great idea. No BS demo. I mean, I do think that. So I was thinking about the the whole conversation about blogs versus other formats and things like that. I do think there's something about like the video based ones, in particular, like if it's something that requires sort of a visual anyway. And I think demos of software and like things like that make a lot of sense to be done mm-hmm. on a video because it's a lot easier to see that it's, it's really, really hard to describe that in words that are going to be understood in everybody's brain is the same way, but, Oh, okay, this is what you meant by this interactive thing. I'm going to click here. And then it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, anyway. Back. Hey, she's back. back. Whoa. There we go. Okay. User so error. you, yeah. Well, for our, for our listeners, what they don't know is that's usually me that's having problems. So. <laughs> that's funny. All right, Naomi, give us, give us, give it to us here. What was the wisdom you were going to drop on us? No, I was just going to say that you took the words out of my mouth when it came to like the noise piece, right? Like I, I, it depends for me. Like I have this thing where it bothers me when, you know, I have notifications on Slack and I feel like, oh, I have this anxiety where I need to like catch up and and read everything. Cause otherwise I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm missing some words of wisdom that, you know, especially on, on channels and communities where um, they don't have the premium plans and things will just disappear after a period of time. Um, so I definitely feel that, but then there is kind of this cutoff or threshold point where at some point I'm just like, you know what? it's fine. It doesn't matter. I will just control all delete 
and then start fresh and Monday's a new day <laughs> and let me just catch up on everything that was missed. So, yeah. you know, it, it depends on the week. It depends on how I feel too. I have, so. I have a, I have a super secret to share with the two of you right now that, that I'm kind but of you're excited gonna about. Everybody. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> that listens to this too. Hang on. <laughs> um, I'm really hoping, I'm really, really hoping that we might've actually found a way to, to like, get to that historical knowledge share uh that's happening in the slack channel without being like paying slack bajillions of dollars a month because we can't afford that <laughs> so we might have figured it out stay tuned for okay more. <laughs> so, so i thought you were gonna tell yeah i thought you were gonna tell something you're basically giving us a cliffhanger here thanks <laughs> so if we figured it out uh then you know things might be really interesting, right? Cause we can actually go back and like reference those conversations that we had before and stuff like that, which is. Are you going cool. to fund it based on how people pay you to talk to you or. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'll just be a part of the. Are you charging I, us right now? Tell me the truth. I, well, I think it'll become a part of the premium membership offering to be able to access the historical knowledge. But we're grandfathered in, right? <laughs> There's about, you know how many grandfathered in people there probably already are? I'm, like I said at the earlier in this recording, I have a problem with servicing the business needs. <laughs> That's okay. That's what... Elevated. We're fine. Um, okay, so I, I, can I... A couple of things... Well, I'll just stick with one. I don't, uh, well, can, we can talk offline about this, like that program you're talking about where you're connecting people. I, I'm curious about that a little bit about like the scope of the kinds of things you're talking about. But yeah, um, Naomi, you brought up with your friend the the blog to other channel stuff. Um, when you all talked, or maybe did you start thinking about okay, how does this impact my business? Right? Should we be thinking about um, doing using different channels in different ways. Should we be doing different kinds of content? I thought about that, but you know, at the same time, it's like, it's nice that there is a differentiator, like, you know, before bed, if I'm on social for a bit, or if I'm just reading the news or I'm on Reddit or whatnot, I don't necessarily want to consume mindless, like relaxation time things the same way that I consume work stuff either. Right. Um, I don't know if I like that blend, right? Like I wouldn't want to start learning about, you know, um, velocity script and, uh, you know, like tracking fields in Salesforce on Instagram, right? Like that's just not, I, I like, I like that differentiator and that I can just say, well, okay, right now, if I want to do a bit of self-learning or if I need, you know, some help from the community, I know where to go look for it as opposed to like, it's kind of just in my face all the time. So you mean you mean you don't want to be working twenty four seven across social media platforms? No. <laughs> well, I feel like you know, in our industry too, it kind of sometimes feels like the line is a bit blurred, though, right? Uh, what do you yeah. mean? <laughs> when you well, what industry? Because, do you mean your well, business in the, in industry our, or or yeah. in this like marketing ops? Marketing ops and marketing oh, okay. ops, right? Yeah, because in general, like we're constantly looking at technology, right. And we're evaluating it and we're seeing what people are doing. And I have a hard time separating, like if I'm seeing, if I'm being served a really cool ad and, and in a really relevant and timely way, I kind of, in my mind, I'm trying to break down, Oh, how did they do that? Were they listening to me on my phone? 
right? Did totally. I search for something? How do they know that I want these very specific pants in this color? And they know my size. That's <laughs> <So. laughs> funny. It's funny you say that because like, yeah, I think most people when they get their inbox, not that aren't in this kind of world, like the, if they get start getting air quotes spam, right? Non-targeted emails, which is like, they'll start to block people. And I like, I almost never do that partially because I want to see what other people are doing. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. like, so I think our behavior is probably a little different. I will say that. Um, so, so part of the platform stuff that we use for recording all this and publishing the podcast started by me doing some research, then getting served up an ad on Facebook yeah, which true. then prompted me, and and so it was like for me it was a really like it was a like a, a watershed moment or you know a pivot point where I'm like oh maybe because I'd always been like oh for B two B world right this you know Facebook Instagram that kind of stuff doesn't really make a lot of sense and now I'm like actually if it's done well and done right I think it can make make be be pretty effective. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing, but you know. I just keep fighting the good fight that we shouldn't have to spend any ad dollars. And if the value of the community is good enough, it'll just grow. <laughs> That's my goal. Well, uh, yeah. And I was thinking more like for our listeners in terms of their, the businesses that they're a part of. Right. You know, yeah. 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 There is a podcast um, called under the influence. And if you have never heard of it, you should go subscribe to it right now. It's a Canadian podcast. Um, Terry O'Reilly oh, even is better. the host, and it's all about advertising and marketing. And every topic is amazing. Honestly, I always—it's probably one of my favorite podcasts. That's not true crime, um, but <laughs> he had one episode uh, recently, actually, that was around um, brands that don't advertise and how they're so successful. So, company, for example, like Costco—they don't advertise. It's all word of mouth, community membership. It, you know, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I it's funny under the influence. It's like Inception, a podcast promoting another podcast. <laughs> I love yeah. it when we do that. We'll we'll try to remember to link to the show notes because we have such a tight operation here on Opscast. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember, I'll do this. <laughs> we'll try to remember to link to it. I love that you that you talk about the Costco model because like that's that's so, like totally the the like line of thinking that I have when it comes to like like one one point for like all of the things like that's what we want to create for for this community so um anyway i i uh i wanted to oh, dang it there was there was another thing that i wanted to tell you all about but uh we'll have to do it on another episode another so. teaser <laughs> yeah but i think <laughs> let's let's wrap this episode yes with agreed. uh with a live listen to our our new rap single and then oh, we're gonna rap with a rap oh we're oh not gonna gosh. rap we're just gonna listen to it so michael why don't you take us home and then i'm gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna play that song so people can just tune in whenever they want all right so everyone once again thanks for joining us on the episode here if you have feedback comments suggestions want to be a guest or have an idea for a guest or topic please reach out to any of us um, we won't charge you. Promise. <laughs> it's um, all free. It's always free. <laughs> it's all free. And uh, with that, it's a wrap. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Bye. MarketingOps.com. Shout out Sarah McNamara. Shout out Dara Alfonso. Shout out Scott Brinker. Shout out Jason Racelegger. And shout out Daniel Murray. Let's go. MOP Thriller. No time for cheap filler. Marketing operations is a key pillar of the modern rev ops landscape. Driving growth is strategy. Who wants to elevate? Here's a hot song for marketingops.com. Community led. Help you get ahead. So log on. The space for the people. Hope you get the memo. If you want to learn something new, go check out a demo. Over 10,000 MarTech solutions you can use. If you're out of the loop, you run the risk of a moose. Instead of jumping through hoops, you can adopt a growth philosophy. Implement and understand unique business processes. We're built by the community. Together strong. We're built by the community. For you at marketingops.com. Here with the Mo Pro is finally here. Meet your people and advance your career. With community, it's coming to you fresh and live. Mo Pro's getting our respect. We have arrived. Today's marketing is complex. How do you scheme? The operations are the key for aligning the teams. Don't believe in marketing ops? Well, you should stop that. Go listen to the ops cast where they drop facts. They say your network's your network. Mo Pro's got the experts. So clever. Maximize your efforts. Pull the growth levers. Every Day we level up, getting better and better. Better. We're built by the community. Mo pros together strong. We're built by the community. For you at marketingops.com. Yeah. Shout out to Shift Paradigm. Shout out Stag Moxie. Shout out Mad Kudu. Shout out Chili Piper. You know what I do. Shout out to Knack. Marketingops.com. We got your back. Marketingops.com.